0: welcome back to another episode of almost better than silence i'm your host doug coleman and today i'm joined by uh the co-host brendan mccullough and uh nobody else uh we actually <laughs> are hope- hoping to have whitney join us how are you Bren
1: i feel like you can't really say like i'm joined by brendan it's like i'm always here i know like, it just... felt
0: weird coming out of my mouth i was like for some reason i felt like there was a guest with us but as we're not having a guest
1: <laughs> it's the opposite there's less guests than normal
0: yeah it's just the core duo and hopefully Whitney will make an appearance but uh again anything new in your world have you been
1: uh I'm doing all right apparently the secret life of the American teenager is filming on my street so traffic's kind of shitty around where I live right now but that's I don't I know nothing about it but from the name alone I don't like it
0: yeah that's interesting I know nothing either but I guess you can brag about it and be like hey it was shot here
1: Uh, I'd see like a bunch of like cars on like rails and stuff and guys with like crew jackets. It's like, all right, why, why here? Why right here on like my block? Like, it's not nice. It's the shittiest part of the, what, Studio City I'm in? I don't know. It's the fucking cheapest place I could find in all of LA. So I don't know why they're shooting around here.
0: Hey, maybe they're going for something different, but this is a video game podcast, uh, Mm. this one is going to be a (laughs) little different. Not really,
1: (laughs) not this week.
0: This week we don't have too many games to talk about, each of us, maybe Whitney will, uh, but that's the thing, I, I, this time around I'm thinking let's start off with like newsier things, like newsy stuff, and then we'll go into the games we've been playing towards the end. Uh. But that's the thing. So there is some interesting stuff going on. All right. First thing I want to kind of tackle right off the bat is something that we've been a fan of as like at our team. I know I personally am like probably the biggest fan, but, uh, the Twitch show, the, the attack. We've had numerous members on, on our podcast. We've had Alex, Yaniv and, uh, Evan Friedman at one point and, uh, Rob Fee as well. So it, they're just a great team of people oh, yeah. putting out amazing content. Uh, but, For some reason, if you go to twitch.tv slash the attack, the channel is deleted. And I was investigating, I looked into on their YouTube channel, they were doing a series called Attack Arcade, and their final episode of Attack Arcade, they explained that they were ending the channel and that it was gonna be deleted. And you listeners, go check that out if you want more information on that. But it it seems really sad as if like the attack's ending, but apparently they're gonna continue to make content at the attack live so i'm not exactly sure but it does seem like the attack the twitch show is officially over and they're going to move on to new projects but overall it's just very emotional i i've been a fan since the very beginning i know many of our listeners probably came to our show from like the the people that they watch on the attack and hearing them on our show so it's just a shame to see that kind of like come to an end it, it felt like g4 ending all over again I, I just don't know how to feel about it um and i guess i have like speculations i'd love to have some of these people on the show to talk more about their uh perspectives on it and what like kind of future projects they have but it just seems like it it kind of all fell apart uh as a result of uh, well bren brought to my attention a polygon article where kevin Pereira admitted that they were doing view botting and that just basically for those who are unfamiliar it just inflates the amount of views you're getting on twitch and i don't personally i guess it's very like against the rules of twitch uh the terms and conditions so in my opinion i thought even though the attack is like one of the main channels always on the front page and a big deal i feel like twitch contacted them and they're like you're red-handed i don't care what channel this is it's going down and they had to basically under a certain time frame wrap it up and i i think that's a shame if that's what happened i that's me speculating though. I- um.
1: Well, we talked about this off-air a bit, and I, I don't think that's what's happened. I think that was a result of an already sinking ship. In the uh, Polygon article, Kevin states that the viewership has gone way down for the attack, and I don't know if it's because they're not on the front page as much, or if people just moved on, or because the new terms and services have changed, I want to say maybe three times since we've had the attack on, like since they've started, rather. Um Twitch has gotten much more restrictive on the content you can have. You can't even have people in bare feet anymore. You can't have yeah, guys without a shirt. Um, once Amazon bought them, they became a lot more advertiser-friendly, the same way YouTube did with the adpocalypse, so, but not as extreme, but enough that it did mess up a fair amount of channels, especially one that would go as far as the attack. So they were already losing their numbers pretty dramatically, and in the, at least in the article... They talked to Kevin, so it's quoting him. He says it was already going down, and the viewbotting was kind of a last-ditch effort to keep it alive on like life support for a little longer to figure out what they're going to do. And with that, it was a bit of life support keeping it stable, but if they were caught, which they were, it was the final nail in the coffin of absolutely shutting them down once and for all. So it wasn't shut down because of viewbotting. Viewbotting was a result of it already going down. And I it see. was Kevin trying to keep it alive as long as he could. And because of that, it shut down faster than it would have. So it maybe, without the viewbotting, it maybe would have lasted like a week longer. Instead, it shut down early. So it's not much longer. It would have survived. At least by the way he was telling it in the article.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's just, overall, a very big bummer. Like, I don't know, I have very fond memories looking back of, like, I'd come home from work and just sit down in the attack would live broadcast and all the goats flying by in the Twitch chat. There's, I don't know, it's very personal thing. And there was a real community, whether or not the numbers were inflated, the small community that really was there was diehard and loved that shit. And it, like I said, for people that were familiar with G4 going under and losing the attack of the show, it, it felt like that all over again. And I, but I have faith the attack dot live or whatever I said the URL was earlier. I think that's a place where they'll continue to do some content. And I think their Patreon's still up. So if you're a patron, you can like access all those videos they have. And I think they might even still do new stuff there. I think it's just like they're cutting ties with Twitch specifically. And I'm not sure. Maybe that studio is going under too. Cause Kevin isn't going to be able to support it without like, I'm not sure. We'll see what they have to say if we can ever get any of those people on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's tough to say because I think, I think they got a big boom really early on with Twitch. And like I said, with the Amazon buying them out and the new terms of services, like two or three times now, um, I think that required them to relook at what they're doing as a show and kind of change their content and tone, whether they wanted to or not. And it, it's definitely tricky to keep something alive that big, that it grew so fast, so quickly. Like Early on, it was just a handful of people, and it became an actual company with a big staff. And I know some streamers who are just independent, just one person doing everything themselves. And even they've struggled at times with Twitch, especially recently uh, with the new Terms of Services. It's unsubscribed a bunch of people that were subscribed, so it really fucked with some of the numbers and stuff. So just for individuals who were struggling, who were super popular, like individuals who would get like tens of thousands of people just to watch them play one game let alone if they have friends on and they'd get like hundreds of thousands, like wildly successful ones, but even they struggled a bit. So the idea of holding a company and employees to that is even more daunting. So I'm not surprised. And I don't know, it seems like they're really connecting well. I see Alex Korea has done commercials and, you know, cons and uh, E3 and panels and stuff. So it seems like they're connecting well and they've, you know, networked well. So hopefully you can keep something going. But I don't think they've really had a solid grasp of how to keep the company alive, rather than just keeping the show entertaining. Like, yes, entertainment is the forefront of what they are doing as a company. It's a content, and it has to be entertaining to keep the audience. But, clearly, they were losing audience already, and as a company, you still have to be making money and revenue, and that's why a lot of people make brand deals and, quote, sell out. It's like, well, you gotta stay alive somehow, and, you know, Clearly just the advertisement from Twitch alone isn't doing it, so you have to reach out in other ways.
0: That makes sense to me. I just, I personally don't think this is the last thing we'll see from this team. I sure hope they can work together on future projects because I don't know the passion they have and the content they create. I, I, I personally love it and I know there is an audience for it. And it's just a shame that it's hard finding the audience. Look at our podcast. I feel like we've been doing this for years and we haven't really grown too much, but it's not a big deal. We're doing it for the people that are listening and that doesn't really, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're doing it because we like doing it, and we yeah. enjoy it, and the you know bit of interaction we have with uh, listeners. But that's what's the difference of doing something you love for the sake of doing it and doing it as a company and as your True. job. Like we, we're <laughs> not losing money on this, especially now that we have Pinecast, our own hosting service. So we uh, we spend no money unless we want to like upgrade our mics or something. Yeah, but that's our choice.
0: Dollars since day one, but that's fine. Yeah.
1: I- <laughs> well, I mean, like everyone kind of is with any hobby. The exactly. idea. The idea of a hobby, like, of a uh, podcast costing five bucks a month for hosting versus a model train collector who will spend, like, hundreds of on one model. Like, you know, as far as hobbies goes, podcasting is pretty cheap. But you'd still be surprised by how many people who will message podcasts be like, hey, man, can you cut me a deal? Or, like, ah, oh, I just need, like, four months to get, like, rents going. And then, like, after that, it's like... If you can't afford five bucks a month, man, you got bigger problems than podcasting. Like, you got to figure some shit out.
0: Yeah, so, that's rough. Yeah. But that was our little spiel on the attack. I I miss it already, and it just <sighs> kind of feels like an empty void. The void is gone, and uh, Yaniv, help us bring it back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope the best for the guys. They, they definitely have something going there, and I hope they're able to uh, rebound and either change it into something else or just keep it alive in any way they can.
0: Yeah, I mean, literally that my last-ditch effort to support them, I bought a t-shirt, so hell. I, I'm, And it's really comfortable, so I'm really <laughs> glad to at least have that. I feel like that's going to be a rare commodity that no one's going to have in the future. Yeah. Unfortunate. All right, let's move on to future video games and stuff. I did see two that really caught my eye, and it's like PlayStation stuff. It's really exciting. But before we get into the news, here's Whitney.
1: Hello, I'm here. Huzzah. Yeah. L- <laughs> welcome. Just materializing materializing out of thin air.
0: <laughs> it happens. Uh how are you? I am well. How are you? Doing good. We just had a quick little discussion on how uh the Twitch stream the attack just ended and that's a big bummer, but we're going to move on uh, to some video yes. game news. Uh, to try to steer away from the bummers.
1: Uh- <laughs> no, 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 not this podcast. We steer right into them. Just <laughs> like a black hole. It's oh. turning
2: into the skid. If you've ever driven in snow or ice, you know, you got to steer into the skid.
1: Oh my oh. God. I I See, I've only uh, like fishtailed once in on icy roads out of all my time in Pennsylvania. And it was when <laughs> I was delivering pizzas. And I was less so much t- turned into the skid, so much as just accepted death. I was just like, this is fine. No kidding, I, I just... lived a good life. This is all I mean, right.
2: That is another way to go with it.
1: I was just like, what happens happens, and it, it it worked out.
0: I'm extraordinarily surprised that it was only once for you. Like, it's happened numerous <laughs> yeah. times for me, even with, like, four-wheel drive vehicles. Oh, man.
1: I think because I just absolutely refused to go out anywhere when it snowed and icy if I didn't absolutely have to. And it wasn't until I had a job when I absolutely had to, so.
2: You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with sort of a case ra attitude towards that.
1: Yeah, just just steer into that void. Just be like, <laughs> yeah, you know what, This it's time, it's time. 16's long enough.
2: Yeah, that,
0: speaking of <laughs> bummers, it just makes me think of, like, it's a goddamn blizzard out and I have to go to work and everyone else is at home because they their bosses <laughs> let them off. It oh, happens, so. well, well. though. Yeah, worse. it's a
1: fucking blizzard in April fuck pennsylvania i know what the fuck all right anyway yeah, we gotta no, move on no. right right
0: <laughs> yes let's go let's go so the video games that i caught my eye are i think i'm not sure if they're playstation exclusives i think they are but one I, yes, i'm fairly sure uh spyro is but yeah fucking spyro the dragon making a comeback uh in fact if i'm not mistaken it seemed like someone was squatting on the handle the twitter handle at spyro the dragon and i like <laughs> looked it up a few days ago and it had like Maybe like two or three followers and like following no one. And I was like, what the hell? Who's squatting uh, on this? And then just recently it's like boomed to like 15,000 followers and it's only following one account, that being Crash Bandicoot. So that makes me think it's probably the same team responsible. And it's just cool seeing a resurgence of these like classic PlayStation titles. Oh man, I'm excited.
1: I don't know if this is actually an official uh, Spyro Twitter account because there's just so many people squatting on stuff in the. Have no association well, with it, but are, like, I got a few. Uh, Carlos Alrahi, I think i how you say his name. This guy who voiced Rocco from Rockers Modern Life and Reno Nine One One, and a, he was the chihu- uh, Chihuahua in the Taco Bell ads for a while. There's a oh, wow. fake. There's a fake account of him following me, and it's just like a carbon copy of his real account. So it's there. I feel like without any official, yeah, it links to their Facebook page. So I feel like this might just be a fan made one. And that's insane. If they yeah. bought the
0: handle or if that yeah, handle just blew up overnight because of them announcing it. You know what I mean? It, I literally saw it like from one night, it was like nothing. The other day, and just recently, it was like 15,000. So I'm like, what the hell?
1: Yeah, it's only like 8,000 followers. So I, f- I feel like Spyro would garner more than that. Wait, are you spelling it wrong? <laughs> Spyro the dragon? Yeah, hold on. With a little diamond next to it? Or gemstone? I feel like I feel like everything on this page—it's got twenty
0: six thousand now, dude. It went from fifteen to twenty six. If you just do at Spyro the Dragon.
1: Oh, I'm seeing Spyro Universe, but it says Spyro the Dragon as their name.
0: Yeah, no, this one's the official one, and that's this is the one I'm talking about. Went from like zero to like twenty six thousand now. Oh my god, it went for like another ten thousand, and I think it's just because of this announcement. It's insane. Like people are really getting excited.
1: Okay, this one seems like it's an actual company. Yeah,
0: and it okay. was like totally squatted on, like not even a week ago. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. exciting.
1: they totally could have just bought it and they're like yoink. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's coming out. Um, it's I think it's launching PS4 exclusive, but I would after Car- Crash because that was announced. Uh, the remaster of that is announced for Switch, so that's the first time Crash has ever been on a console other than PlayStation.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: So who knows, maybe it'll launch on PS4 and it might get ported later to other stuff if it does well. But it looks great. It looks like... You know, just the same game as before, which is like super great super graphics, super high
0: quality. It looks, it does look really nice. Um, yeah, and it's the trilogy, so it is going to be just very synonymous. The Crash, but the Spyro games, I'm definitely going to have to get that one when it comes mm. out. And my girlfriend and I were just having a discussion, like we can't get any more games because but there's all these ones on the horizon. The other one, <laughs> Spider Man. Oh please, it. Dude, me and Mark, me and Mo, so good.
1: Me and Mark are both like trumping you human games. I have like 210. I probably haven't played half of them.
0: I know, but I don't know. I'd have to actually count it up, and it you'd be surprised. But it's mainly, yeah. like, PS3 and PS4, uh, and Switch, it, and Steam.
1: Well, uh, so yeah, <laughs> Steam's a tricky one, because there's so many sales, and they're so easy. Like, this is only $3, that's not that bad. And you have 210 of them.
2: Yeah, that's the problem with Steam, is that it always seems like not a huge investment until you've dumped hundreds of dollars in games you've never played, because they were, like, two bucks a pop, and you bought all of them.
1: Ah, uh, fucking Humble Bundles, the devil.
2: Yep, yep.
1: Just so many games I'll never play, it's just like eh. I don't, I bought Batman: Arkham Asylum and Arkham City through a humble bundle. I already had that game on uh, Xbox, but I bought them again for Steam. Yeah,
2: I did want to talk real quick before we moved on. I just started playing Night in the Woods, and I don't Ooh. know if any of you guys have played it yet. But the yes, art style is great. Um, I'm not too far into it, so I'm just at the point where the story. So, like, it's a 20 year old. It's all animals, so that's the mm. thing. To Like, the main character is a 20-year-old cat who drops out of college, but when she gets home, it sort of starts out very slow in sort of a Seinfeldian way of, like, this is a story about nothing sort of a thing, but as you get more into the story, it starts to really touch on some very serious stuff about, like, existentialism and what God is and what being a human means. And it gets very, it doesn't ever get too dark so far. I'm not that far into it yet, but it touches on some very serious questions and like kind of what the overall meaning of life is from the point of view of like a 20-something who drops out of college. And so far, I highly recommend it. Now, granted, I'm not anywhere. I'm not even, I don't think 50% through the game yet, but Mm -hmm. so far, I... Love everything about it. The soundtrack is great. The sound yeah. effects are great. Like everything that's happening in the audio is incredible. The art style is great, and also it's very relatable to a lot of millennials who had to move home for one reason Ooh. or another. And like,
1: f- <laughs> <laughs> too, uh, you're too relatable. True.
2: Yeah, we we can't go there. Uh, but no, that's
1: the thing. <laughs> no, no, no. We're steering head first into this black hole. Oh, because no, uh, I played it. The
2: bummers. Oh,
1: no. okay. That's fucking this whole podcast. I that's know. why I'm here. <laughs> uh, that's cool
2: but like that's the thing is it's very it, it addresses a lot of serious issues but never really feels like staring into the void necessarily it just sort of like addresses them so yeah. so i'm i'm like i said i'm not even halfway through yet but definitely i did want to bring it up because so far i'm very much enjoying it and i think that it will resonate with a lot of people of like what is happening with society and how that affects people and whether or not they go out on their own and the whole thing and, like, just sort of society at large. And it addresses a lot of very big issues while still being a fun sort of casual game to play with a lot of sort of cynicism and she's got it's a, a lot, lot of snarky sizzle. comments. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that before we moved on to the oh, next totally. thing. Oh, that
0: No, that, that was totally worth mentioning. Uh, wh- how much did it cost you and you got it on Steam?
2: I got like it on a uh, PS4, and I think oh. it was uh, less than twenty dollars. I think it was like nineteen ninety four or something like that. A weird price point, but uh, less than twenty.
1: Sweet. Oh, it's twenty on Steam. So yeah, you know, maybe hold off and get it on sale if you want. Or I'd say it's worth twenty.
2: Yeah,
0: I might even get it on PS4 just because. I think
2: I'm I not even. F- I'm not even halfway through, and I think I've already gotten twenty dollars worth of enjoyment out of it. So I definitely cool. think. I definitely think, like, wait for a sale if you want to, but if you're looking for something to play that's sort of narrative-based that kind of goes into really big questions but also stays on a very fun, playable level of narrative, like, it's worth 20 bucks so far, and I'm not even halfway through the game.
1: Yeah, I remember following the development of it years ago when it was, like, first being uh, tossed around. uh, I actually found Alpha Beta Gamer had, uh, it was essentially a, a demo of it but it was as a prequel, like, side story to it. Um, and that's where I first learned about it. And it's, yeah, it's great. It's uh, very compelling. It's almost like papercraft-looking style.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely something sort of like...
1: Construction paper looking.
2: Yeah, I definitely get where you're coming from with that. I love yeah. the art style. So far, that's been one of my favorite things about the game, is the sort of, like, artsy, DIY sort of vibe about the art style, while it's still very nuanced and, and interesting and... Engaging,
1: Mm -hmm. and it's really tough because when the main character comes home, she comes home to a town whose main industry and product that kept that town alive has been destroyed. I don't know if it's necessarily coal, but it's kind of similar to like a coal mining town, and there's the coal mine shut down.
2: I think what they said was, like, the main route that used to go through the town, like, there was a main interstate highway that mm-hmm. has now been replaced by another faster highway that does not go through the town. So, like, the tourists that used to stop and, like, go to rest stops and restaurants and that kind of stuff, now yeah. know, they just now, like, drive right past it?
1: hmm Yeah, so it's not only is it May, the main character's, uh, like come to maturity of coming home and dropping out of college and facing the consequences of that and discovering her own identity and all that uh, and like uh, what her adult. old friends
2: from high school are now up to you know yeah. a couple of years later and and people who have like frozen in time and who have not and that sort of thing
1: yeah so her goofy best friend from high school was like always fun and uh messing around with and pulled pranks on he's now stuck like, at a convenience store uh, his boyfriend's super smart computer whiz, but he's stuck at a video store, uh, because he's staying for his boyfriend in town. Uh, a friend who she wasn't really close with, like, had to take over her dad's shop because his, her mom died and his dad got too sick, uh, to take care of it anymore. So she got funneled into the, like, or, like, tunneled into that against her will. Um, me, the main character's dad he used to work for the coal mine and now is working at some, like, clone of, like, walmart essentially a giant corporate store that is now basically keeping the town alive whether it wants to or not and it's just like real depressing <laughs> like it's a real bummer it gets but I too real think there's
2: enough like fun and snark and interesting gameplay to like counteract that like it, i definitely went into it expecting it to be dark and serious and it is but it's not so dark and serious that i've ever s- considered like not finishing
1: yeah i I would say the best thing about it is the writing itself. And yeah. it's it's not a dreary like everyone's dead, watch the part of life like it's not super depressing. <laughs> but it's just the writing is so well written and just it just isn't like the Troby characters at all. They all feel yeah, very totally. live and very alive. So yes. that when you'll talk to someone and they're like, Oh yeah, I can't do this, like you know, I'm you know, crippled and dead, I can't afford school anymore, so now I gotta stay home and like help my parents. It's just like, oh God. Oh no! Too real, too real. And, like you'll just have to take a break and kind of compose <laughs> yourself. So it's not like depressing. It's real, and it's like, I, and I guess it's real depressing.
2: Yeah,
0: damn it. It's God. it's. God.
1: I, I recommend it, but like, just be prepared. You, you might not be in a yeah. great mood after.
2: I'm very understand mixed what you're getting into with it because there's a lot of great things so far, and like I said, I'm not even into the meat of the story yet. Mm-hmm. Um. But I highly recommend it. But also, you know, take it with a grain of salt and know what you're getting into when you get into it. So yeah, that's yeah. a
0: double-edged sword. I'm not sure. Oh God, I, I want to play it, but now I'm like not so sure because we ah. Uh.
1: I will say it's great for anyone who likes visual novels. It's it's very a tone to a visual novel game, um, but with a bunch of mini games in it. I, there's not real. Cho- much choice or agency in it yeah
2: it's it's very much on rails so far yeah, like, and yeah. I think it's going to be that way through the whole game it is definitely like a narrative g- story that you play which is honestly my kind of game I uh,
1: yeah they're fine they're great
2: rather than like open world kind of stuff or whatever, I prefer a really engaging narrative that I can be a part of, even if there's not too much choice or anything. And you're kind of stuck going where the story goes. That's my preference overall, um, mm-hmm. in game. So this is, this is so far right up my alley. And, uh, I definitely, obviously you having finished it, Bren, you're a lot farther along than I am, but, uh, so far I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah. And I've been talking to a buddy about it cause I bought the soundtrack recently. Um, but for anyone the soundtrack who
2: likes, is so good.
1: Well, I didn't buy the soundtrack for that. I bought it for another game. But yes, it is good. Um, but for anyone who does like that kind of game, where it's just an interactive visual novel, where there's like plenty of stuff to do, but you're not really, you're not going to have the pressure of making a you know life changing decision for the character. Um, there's a game called Valhalla V A One One halla A like, and it's a yeah. cyber, it's a dystopian cyberpunk bartending game. Um, But it's really not a game. You can't do much. But, like, you can interact with stuff, but you can't, you don't have agency in it, really. You can't decide stuff. Um, But it's, you just said, like,
2: five words that are so my kinds of, like, they're like my (laughs) triggering catchphrases, like dystopian bartending. What? That's so, that could not be more my style. I'll have to check that out because I have not played that.
1: It's incredible. I bought the soundtrack, so it's on my mind, like, because I'm just playing the soundtrack on loop, like, everywhere I go now. And it, it's re- it really feels like it's just in the world of, like, Blade Runner, and you're just a bartender just, like, stuck in this place, and you just, you don't want to be there, but you're trying to make the best of it, and it's Oh,
2: that sounds so it's up my great. alley.
1: The, the art is beautiful in it. The music's incredible. The characters are well-written. Like, much like Night in the Woods. Like, I highly recommend it, but it's not, like, an action game. If you want a lot of, like, presence and agency in a game, it's not that. Uh, okay. But if you if you want just a really good, well-done story, it's definitely that. So I I'm highly gonna, recommend it. I'm going
2: gonna, gonna to have to check that out. I'll probably have to get that one. That's it. Yeah. So, so like a Whitney game.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's great.
2: Nice. Uh,
0: Well, what other games have we been playing? I guess we can talk about that quick before we wrap this one up. Brent, what games have you been playing?
1: <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Let's not worry about that. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Relapse into dungeon. Let's not worry about this. Oh,
0: no. That's right.
1: You have a problem. Shh. shh don't worry about
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> shh, shh. Uh, that's the thing. I remember even last episode I was ridiculing you, but now it's even worse, so... It's
1: it's it's not like we didn't know I had this problem. (laughs) I have 500 hours of Binding of Isaac. We all knew this was gonna happen. That's why my friend gave me the game, and that's why I didn't buy it for myself, because my friend is a dick. I
0: think it's just funny (laughs) that there's audio proof of you saying it's not gonna happen.
1: It's not gonna happen. It's definitely gonna happen. I lie to myself all the time.
0: Yep. We all do. Um, but no, I haven't played many games myself. In fact, I only really want to bring to the table two, uh, phone games I've been playing. And they're such simple concepts that it makes me think I just want to develop a phone game. And like, God, they just make so much money. But, um, that's the thing. The f- one I first started playing is a game called Snake versus Block. And it's
1: very <laughs> simplistic. Yeah, it so, sounds very simple.
0: And that's what I mean, but it's very addictive and very fun. Uh, you, the premise is you start out with, uh, a set amount of, uh, like, I don't know if you're making a snake like it's kind of like a snowman how there's like three balls to a snowman like your snake is made up of different balls and uh snake as you're balls. going through the le- level there's uh barriers that pop up and like certain avenues that like steer your ball to like go in different ways and screw yourself over but the 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 blocks that you encounter each have numbers on it and that ex- that basically tells you how many balls it'll take to bust through that block and it just gets very challenging i highly recommend it for like one of those just like quick kind of games where you only play for a few minutes and then it's just like you try to get a high score um but it's it takes two like uh simple premises of uh just like block games and the snake game that we're kind of all familiar with and like just blends it perfectly it's yeah extremely minimalistic but also very fun. And as you do certain challenges and stuff and play the game, you build up points so you can, like, change your s- snake. So, like, my snake is actually a bear. And there's, like, a there's a pig Wait, one. And there's all these different, like, you can do snakes that are made up of emoji, like, I- images. It's kind of cool how Ew. you can customize it in that way. But it's just, like, something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't necessarily like the emoji ones. But I like no. having the bear or the pig. It's cute.
1: Oh, um, my God. Like uh, kind of uh, off, like derail a bit. I just see an advertisement near me. It's like a billboard for a car wash, and it's using emojis to advertise. It's like it's like the sm- laughing crying one. It's like a car, and it's like a raindrop. It's like fuck you. Yeah,
0: it, <laughs> all over the place. It's probably the movie's fault. Um,
1: yeah. And the, oh Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it kind of. This uh, is whatever. This is a little
2: bit dated, but did um, you know, I haven't caught up on the full backlog of episodes. Have we ever talked it's about device? It device six on this show no, no.
0: that is okay not familiar.
2: it is an iphone specific game it's ios specific i think that Damn was it. uh it, it <laughs> won the the winner of the apple design award in 2014 it is a a game that is basically like have you ever read house of leaves Oh,
0: God, I have the book, and I'm intending on reading it. I have not gone far. it's
2: sort of like an iOS game of House of Leaves meets, like, I don't know, a spy movie, like James Bond sort of a thing. It's a very spy-based thriller game. It's very much like reading a book, but everything is interactive and there's puzzles to solve. And it is by far of every iOS-based game that I have ever played in my whole life on my phone. It is by far the best. And it is still available on the App Store, which means they have continued to update it. You can still download it. So it's not like... Because uh, it came out when the the 6 was the phone that you got, which is part of the reason why it was device 6. Um, mm, but it, it, they have continued to keep it relevant, it looks like, with new updates to the phone. But in 2014, when I played it, it was by far the best phone game I had ever played it it takes the sort of like following a narrative of a book and turns it on its head and it's a little bit of a thriller so it gets sort of spooky at points and the sound effects are really great in that way of building up tension Um, but it's also very much like a puzzle solving game but you have to like sometimes turn the written word on its side like you're reading a book but then you have to turn your phone into the other orientation to solve a puzzle or something like that it's very i don't want to give anything away so i don't want to say too much about it but while we're talking about like games on your phone if you have not played device six and you do have ios i cannot recommend that game enough um i don't believe it's available on android but it is an incredible game and it deserves steal
0: an ipad for that (laughs) Yeah,
2: I definitely recommend it because it deserves more awards than it won, in my opinion. It's one of the best games I've played, I think, in the last four or five years, like, all told. It's very interesting. And they they really thought about, like, so few games for handheld devices. Think about the fact that they have a handheld device and what can you do with it to, like, turn the genre on its head and involve, like, the handheld device in the game. And Mm. this device six totally does it all of a sudden you will realize that you have a phone in your hand and there's orientations that you can have and things that you can do that you couldn't do before on like a on a desktop game or on a platform game so I definitely recommend Device 6 while we're talking about it, because I haven't talked about it yet. So
0: Sweet. No, I'm glad you recommended nice. that. I'm going to have to look into that, If, like I said, on an iPad or something borrowed from the parents. Uh, <laughs> I don't own any iOS uh, devices. But, oh, the other phone game I wanted to bring up was a game called Slope Down First Trip. It's basically you control a ball, and you go downhill and do all sorts of like speedy things and collect orbs and shit. It's another very simplistic one that you just kind of uh, – do missions and stuff. It's reminiscent of like a snowboarding game where it's just like downhill, uh, scenic views. Uh, you just got to maintain control and not crash in this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's different, uh, missions and, uh, like, type modes you can play per level so like one you have to collect an artifact another one you have to defeat like this enemy's time as you're going down so there's like racing elements it's really cool definitely worth checking out um both of these games though that i bring up have ads and it totally sucks i like i'm not (laughs) sure which one's Mm, worse and that's each uh, that's the thing with at least with slope down i think it it starts up and it's always like any purchase will like get rid of ads it's like well i wasn't planning on spending money at on this at all but at least i'm sure other uh games are like oh if you want to get rid of ads it's this much money but if you want to just buy like coins well it doesn't get rid of ads um so Uh,
2: i I am a real sucker for their sort of like downhill games like the amount of hours that i put into ski on neon is (laughs) shameful i put so much time into that game and i very much enjoyed it so i definitely will check that one out because i really like those kinds of games
0: Nice. Honestly, I've never heard of the one you just said, and it Ski made me think on, of yeah. game or no game. But unfortunately, we won't have time for that tonight. Um, Last thing, I did want to bring up game-related, though, before maybe we do some plugs and wrap this up. Uh, Spider-Man. That's like a thing and it's going to be September yeah. 7th I think that was at least the release date and holy fuck the last Spider-Man game I played was no joke on Sega Genesis and, <laughs> and I mentioned on previous episodes I'm like uh, digging up the rom, the emulator and stuff and I was playing some old stuff so I found that old Spider-Man game I think it was just like The Amazing Spider-Man or like based off of like the, the series and god damn that game's extremely hard and dated like not worth revisiting
1: and I'm really excited <laughs> for the new one yeah, it's being made by uh, Insomniac Games, who did Spyro, and the Ratchet & Clank games, and Resistance, and I think Sly Cooper? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it's a heavy hitter studio who don't have like a ton of varying games. Or no, I don't think they did Sly Cooper. Um, but they did Ratchet and & Clank, and Resistance, and Spyro. So we're like a, three giant franchises Like who definitely can, like, swing their weight around. They did also do Sunset Overdrive, which is not great. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, people like, say it's, like, the spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio stuff. It really isn't, like, uh
1: I, I heard it is for, like, an hour, and then after that, it's like, ooh, this is not good. So it's like, yeah. mm, that's unfortunate. Um, but at least from what I've seen of the new Spider-Man game, it looks great. They're already promising the costumes and stuff um, for the pre-order bonuses. So it looks like they're definitely getting into the Spider-Man lore and world and stuff, which is good. Uh, with some of the deeper cuts, but uh, all the gameplay I've seen of it has just been quick time events, which I'm not against. But that can't be the whole game. Like there has to be good at like Spider- yeah, Spider-Man. If there's Two. there's going be a bunch swinging. of quick time
2: events. There should be a lot of story. Like, yeah, if that's where your gameplay is going to revolve around, then I want a lot of story. Otherwise, like there should be really good gameplay in addition to like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hard to balance, but I definitely am not opposed to quick time events, but it can't be the only thing that the the gameplay hinges on.
1: Yeah, there has to be more, and Spider-Man games definitely really rely on the swinging element, like a mechanic to get around the city, because there's Spider-Man, like, the first Spider-Man movie game for the GameCube, the ultimate Spider-Man game, like, those games are just fun to swing around in. Like, you don't have to do anything, just swinging around and jumping around is fun. So they really have to nail that to, like, make a you know, long-lasting Spider-Man game, so I hope that does well. Because it looks, so far it looks good, but that's it. We've only seen what it looks like. So Yep,
0: I'm excited, regardless. Yeah.
1: Oh, real quick. Uh, Sonic Mania, the fan-made uh, Sonic game that was better than the s- official game. Yeah. Uh, it's getting animated shorts now. The Sonic Mania beginning of it had an animated intro, and it was beautifully done, much like the old, uh, reminiscent of the old Spider uh, Spider Man, uh, Sonic uh, comics and cartoons and stuff. And they're getting little animated shorts, and the first one's out right now. So just oh, look- I was
0: hoping they'd get animated pants.
1: <laughs> uh, not quite. Uh, so look up Sonic Mania Adventures, and that's where the first one is, and it's wonderfully done. If so if you're a fan of Sonic or Sonic Mania, it's super great. Uh, cool. and back to the depressing news. Lawbreaker Studio says, "Fuck Lawbreakers." It's done. It's moving on to something else because that game sucks and they just can't get it to work.
0: Really? Oh man, yeah. that's kind of the chip on the or cherry on the cake for this one. God damn! I I, I mean, was faithful. I stopped playing even though I loved it. <laughs> I was faithful, advocate.
1: but I gave up on it. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. It, <laughs> I played the shame. alpha. I played the alpha, and I knew it wasn't going to last, especially with the other uh, arena base or hero base arena shooters that are coming out lately. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be as good as Overwatch, but you have to be, like, you have to survive the same market as it, and it, I don't think it ever could. So, you know, if you like Lawbreakers, sorry, they're moving on.
0: Yeah, we always kind of were on a negative uh, tone when we brought that up, so it, it, it proved out to be right.
1: haha uh, Let's, uh,
0: yeah, steer directly away from all the bummers outside, <laughs> um, and do some plugs. Uh, Whitney, where can our listeners find you and your other podcast?
2: Uh, My other podcast is Historical Hotties, where we debate whether or not historical figures are the hottest, Uh, and that can be found at Historically Hot pretty much everywhere on social media and historicallyhot.com, or if you're looking on the iTunes store or, or, you know, anywhere that you find podcasts, we're Historical Hotties, and then you can find me at Whitney underscore Nelson on Twitter, and Whitney Nelson on Instagram, so that's where you can find me personally.
0: Totally, and how about you, Bren?
1: Uh, I'm not important. Uh, most better than, uh, <laughs> A-B-T-S, Brendan on Twitter, if you really give a shit, but I doubt it. Uh, instead, I'm going to recommend, since I'm already on an animation kick with Sonic Media Adventures, I'm going to recommend Tales of Aletheron. Uh, I'll make sure Doug gets the spelling of it. It's A-L-E-T-H-R-I-O-N. Um, and it's a series that was originally kickstarted way back, like an Seriously? early, early kickstarted, uh, animation and they actually follow through with it and do incredible work, and everything they've done is on uh, YouTube, their YouTube channel. So, it's Tales of A-L-E-T-H-R-I-O-N, and them making the show is on YouTube, like how how they made it, uh, some of the just background designs and character designs are on there, The full episodes are on there, and... None of it has any, like, actual script to it. Like, there's noises and, like, dialogues and people make sounds, but there's no speaking in it. And it's incredible what they can do without any dialogue. So I highly recommend checking that out, as well as Sonic Mania.
0: Nice sounds good and listener if you like our show please give us a like follow subscribe tell a friend all that stuff we're on twitch.tv slash abt silence streaming the episodes live and stuff uh gonna be updating that more often and you might see me doing some old retro games and i like i said i give all credit in the world to chris press continue podcast for that one because they got me inspired to play some o- of the old school games um but one thing i wanted to do with this episode because it is such a fucking depressing train wreck <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah is, sounds um, about right
0: on previous episodes we used to do things like we'd play like a really terrible song after the the credits would roll i'm uh, not credits rolling but like our <laughs> outro music but like Uh, I have one for us tonight. That's the thing. When I first started up Discord tonight, uh, they had this video pop up, and it's about how they have a new feature called at someone, and it's very like meme ridden, like like Whitney said, she said had (laughs) nearly had a mini stroke. I watched literally
2: one second of that video and had a mini stroke. So good luck. so that's what I mean, you're listeners. gonna hear
0: straight just the audio, so you won't have uh, any epileptic seizures or anything, but <laughs> you can hear how ridiculous it is. If
1: it's you had that. a seizure from listening to it, that'd be, I mean, it'd be terrible for you, but that'd be a miracle for, like, science. Like, we'd discover so much <laughs> weird shit.
0: Oh, God, high five. All right, thanks for listening, guys. See you next week.
1: See you. Bye! Brain.
0: Brain. Brain.
1: Brain. Brain.
0: Brain. 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 You can now add someone. Randomly select somebody.
1: At, at random. Random. Dum, 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 dum.
0: Welcome to the marketing video.
1: Good someone. Good someone. That's some good someone. Right there.
0: If I do say so, might someone. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Someone. Right there. You can now add someone to randomly select somebody at random. type add someone do it do it do it do it Disco now has add someone <sighs> do it help i fallen and I can't get up I need at someone help i and I can't get up i need at someone help i fallen and I can't get up I need at someone help i fallen and I can't get up I need at someone help i fallen and I can't get up I need at someone
1: Someone help, I've fallen and I can't get up. I need at someone.